Hey, welcome to the Monday morning show. That's Ryan Hensley. I'm Grant Cohn. The idea of today's show is to not just go straight to the quarterbacks. And to not only talk about quarterbacks, we want to talk about bright spots. We want to finish on a big positive note. So I guess the idea is to kind of start at our most negative point and work our way up. Kind of like when you go wine tasting, you start light and then you work heavy. So we're going to start with the negative and then we're going to cleanse our palate at the end with a lot of positivity. I think that's how we're going to do it. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing fantastic, man. Great weekend. Got to swim a little bit. Now I'm, I'm doing good, man. Back on the grind. Back on the grind. I, I love Mondays. I, I start like dancing around the house. I like my job. My, my wife is over here, you know, anxious because she's a therapist and there's a lot of like serious stuff she has to deal with. And she's like, look at you enjoying yeah. Mondays. Yeah, I freaking love Mondays. It's the same time. dynamic at my house, man. I love everything I do. And so I, every day is great to me. Like, I don't, I don't care if it's Monday or Sunday. It's all good to me, man. I like the weekends because you get to like hang out in your backyard and hang out with your wife and it's a lot of fun. But yeah. I like the action of a Monday. You yeah. know, yeah. it's a different, it's a lot of fun. So I'm not dreading it. Anyway, yeah. anyway. So the, the title of the show is called The Truth About Niners Head Coach Kyle Shanahan. I want to start with Kyle because year after year we talk about his quarterbacks and it becomes, he doesn't pick which one he likes. He's always wishy-washy, kind of standing back, not letting his feelings be known with his poker face. And so his fans pick sides, his players pick sides, and it becomes very tribal. I like Brock Purdy and Trey Lance sucks. I like Trey Lance and Brock Purdy sucks. When it's like, wait, can, can we talk about the coach for a second? Because he always escapes criticism. Always, everyone always just agrees Kyle Shanahan is the best, and he's a quarterback away, and yet these are the quarterbacks he picks. So I want to talk about Kyle Shanahan, and I think what's interesting is it's hard to pinpoint what kind of a coach he is. Like, he's complicated. There are things he does well. There are things he, he lacks at. So I think it's – we got to define him. To me, if you look at his resume, it's very clear what kind of a coach Kyle Shanahan is. Okay. He's a coordinator. He's not a coach. And I'm going to say what I mean by that. A coach is someone – I consider a coach a position coach. A coach coaches players. Mm-hmm. And you're working with a, a specific position group on the techniques, how to get better playing that position. If it's wide receiver, how to run routes, how to get off the line of scrimmage, how to beat press, all the little techniques – you, you're an expert in those. He did that for two years in his life. He was a wide receiver coach for one year. He was a quarterback coach for one year. Then since then, he's been a, a, a coordinator since he was 29. A coordinator is a very difficult job, and it's very valuable. They get paid a lot of money, but it's way different. You coach coaches. Yeah. You're not hands-on with players, right? You're, you take the work that they do, and then you build a game plan around it and you scout the other team and you call plays Kyle Shanahan is where he is because of how he calls plays and how he sequences them and how he puts together a game plan but in terms of like hands-on coaching teaching with players yeah he can't point to one player ever that he got better that he improved and that I'm not saying it makes him a fraud as a coach but when you talk about his inability to improve a quarterback Mm -hmm. he never did that Bill Walsh did that Andy Reid did that but this guy never did you know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I coach, right? So I know my strengths and my weaknesses, and I'm not a skill set coach, right? Like I don't – so I always make sure I hire those assistants Boom. That, that can do that. And, and now yeah. he's done that at certain positions, right? Bobby he has. Running back, back, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker. Yeah, all really good at, in those areas. But one area where he's just failed to do that is has been quarterback this entire right. entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people want to compare him to Bill Walsh. But let's look back at Bill Walsh's coaching record. Like he didn't just get labeled a genius at 29 and become a game plan. Because coordinator is like a really hot shot, superstar, high profile, sexy job. Yeah. 
position coach is not. You don't make a lot of money. You work really hard. You bounce around. So he was a receivers coach at Cal for three years. He was a DB coach at Stanford for three years. He was a running back coach for the Raiders for a year. He was a quarter. He was a wide receiver coach for the Bengals for three years, and he was a quarterback coach for the Bengals for three years. I mean, he really, really paid his dues. And it's like, what did he learn along the way? Like, really, how to coach and how to improve players. So he doesn't need to take. He didn't need to take Joe Montana and send him to the Jeff Christensen of his day. He was the Jeff Christensen of his day. He he had improved Kenny Anderson's footwork. He had improved Dan Fouts' footwork. So by the time he got Bill Walsh, I mean, by the time he got Joe Montana, he'd done it before. Yeah. He'd done it before. Bill Bill Walsh has co- Bill Walsh played. He never played in the NFL, but he no. was a bo- he was a boxer. Correct. But in college, he played like six positions in college. Yeah. Like he played yeah. what did he play? He played uh wide, he played quarterback briefly at he San Jose played, State. Yeah. I think he played outside linebacker. He played defensive tackle. Like Bill Walsh played like every position yeah. down there on the field. And so I think you know what could Kyle really be a posi- what could he be a really good position coach? Maybe receiver would be the only thing that he could actually pull from that playing experience to coach because he did play wide receiver. But how Come could on. he? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's right. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I feel like to be a master coach, a master, yeah. high, which is what he's aspiring to, mm-hmm. you you can't skip that portion of your yeah. of your upbringing. He skipped it. Bill Walsh did not. Andy Reid did not. Andy Reid was an offensive line coach at San Francisco State for three years, then an O line coach at Northern Arizona. Like. He didn't get fast-tracked to the NFL. He was in back San Francisco State, Northern Arizona. He was at UTEP, O-line coach there for two years. Then he went to Mizzou, O-line coach there for three years. Then he went to the Packers. Holmgren brought him there. He was an assistant O-line coach and tight ends coach for five years. Then he got promoted to quarterbacks coach and assistant head coach for two years. Like, guy paid his freaking dues. So when he yeah. finally became a head coach, I think he was probably still in his 40s, but he had 15 years of teaching experience, not yeah. play-calling experience. Yeah. teaching experience and i think it's such an obvious gap in kyle shanahan's coaching skill set he's not a teacher he yeah. can teach coaches but he can't what? teach players and so he's at the mercy of his position coaches he has a great one at running back he doesn't have a great one at quarterback and unfortunately for him it's a quarterback driven league sorry yeah it's weird because you know it wouldn't bother me if he was able to bring in that guy right sure. and unfortunately brian greasy scangarillo those guys they're not those we'll guys. see I'm, I don't think maybe, so. Maybe greasy. Maybe greasy. Maybe. But, Although I, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about him at length yeah. later, and we'll give him the benefit of the doubt as, as much as we can. But why don't? Why don't? I always wonder. Maybe the money's just not good enough. But why do they not bring in? Like, why doesn't Jeff Christensen get a job with 49ers? Because it's like all that? it's all Kyle and Shanahan's network. It's who they know. Who is Brian Greasy to the Shanahan's? Well, Kyle draft. I mean, Mike drafted him. Yeah. Mike coached him. Who's the wide receiver coach? Leonard Hankerson. Why is Leonard Hankerson the wide receiver coach? Mike drafted him yeah. in Washington. It's their network. And they happen to have a great running back coach in their network up their sleeve. That's wonderful. What an asset that yeah. Bobby Turner refuses to work for anyone else and doesn't want a promotion and is just super loyal to them. Like, that's great. Yeah. Do you have that at quarterback? No. No. And no, you just don't. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's the problem with the 49ers. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just, you know, finding, scouting, developing. I mean, they got lucky with Brock Purdy, but you know, I don't want to be too negative today. But he, I don't—he's not—he just doesn't seem like that elite talent. Uh, Trey, maybe, but who's developing him to become right. that? You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. Here's another here's another little fact. So I, I, I comparing I'm comparing Kyle to uh, Bill Walsh, Andy Reid, guys who really 
um, paid their dues as position coaches and were two of the best teachers yeah. in the league, in addition to being play callers. Mike Shanahan, okay? Mike Shanahan was an offensive coordinator in the NFL, was an offensive coordinator at Eastern Illinois by 26 years old. So he, this is in his whole life, he was a position coach for five years, Mike Shanahan. So yeah. The Shanahans are not player teachers. They are coordinators, coordinators. You understand? Like, uh, like yeah. you're, they're your favorite coordinator's favorite coordinator, but they are not hands-on teachers. That's not what right. they're in the game for. They're all about the X's and O's and the play calling and matching his wits against the D coordinator's wits. It's not about, they're not good at developing the quarterback. They've never been able to do that from Mike to Kyle. And that's just what you're getting in business with when you're getting the Shanahan's. What they're teaching is their scheme. What do they teach? What all the words mean? It's a two cell. It's a two sentence. Every play is a, is a freaking mouthful. That's what they're right. teaching. Right. And that's when great. they have success, it's it's because the players have bought in and yeah. uh, fit it. They're system. They're system coaches. It's what they, they are. They know a system. They that's teach it. that system. And if you can fall in line in that system, you'll have success. But they're not developing players individually to become better. They're not improving no. players individually. Now, maybe Forrester, Kosarik, th- those guys. Those guys do. Those guys are. But name uh, a quarterback that's ever gotten better under Kyle Shanahan. Ever. There there really isn't one. There isn't or Mike. One. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they may have a little initial success, and then it usually tapers off. Or it doesn't work altogether. My, Matt Ryan is the one guy who had a better second year than the first year. Well, yeah. We don't know where that was going to go after that. I mean, that was short-lived. But, I mean... By how much? I mean, he was already doing pretty damn good. Matt, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about like incremental in, in yeah. improvement, like, and that was probably because of the offensive system, you know. And and that's a whole other subject because when you look at the Matt Ryan Atlanta Falcons offense, they were going deep, they were taking deep shots. It looked different from this 49ers offense that we've seen for the last six years. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's no history of it. There's no track record of record of it to draw from so you can't sit the you can't say that they have because there just isn't evidence of it yeah so a lot of people say brock purdy but i don't really buy that i mean brock purdy did did they really improve brock purdy that much or is this just brock purdy being brock purdy you know yeah i think they just put a better team around brock purdy than he's ever had you know because his when i watched his college tape he looks pretty much he was doing the same stuff in college that he's doing here he just has a lot better weapons around him yeah. yeah. So look, I mean, Kyle Shanahan does bring in good coaches. You got to give him credit, and him and his dad have a good network. But really, what they are are they're very specialized offensive coordinators who know a very specific scheme, and they they aren't teachers the way that Andy Reid, Mike Holmgren, Bill Walsh were. In addition to being play callers, so they really are at the mercy of their position coaches. They need great position coaches at every freaking position because they can't do it. They can't add to that their own. So. Yeah. Um, what have the Shanahan's had for 25 years? The best running back coach in the league. Yeah. And so they all they always are gonna have a good running game. You can count yeah. on that. But Bobby Turner's 75 years old. He well, stepped away for three games last year, and the Niners were one and two, and he came running back. Eventually he's gonna retire. What's gonna happen to Kyle? Well, you brought up a great point. I think we should just reiterate. You, you said the 49ers and you know, Shanahan and Kyle both had Bobby Turner, uh, great running backs coach. And they both had great running offense, right? Yeah. What they haven't had as good quarterback developers. And no, what, what they had John Elway, yeah. Steve Young, Matt Ryan, three right. guys who were developed by other coaches. Other than that, it's just been a, just a wreckage of guys who failed or got hurt. And that's why, for me, that's what they need. That's why I keep saying over and over again. Yeah, they need like, Steve Young, dog. They need yeah. John Elway. Go get him, baby. 
That's what they need. They need that in order to get over the hump. Now, it's not saying they can't win a Super Bowl. They've gotten close. Maybe they can. It's just very – it's a lot less likely without that guy. Like, if you're trying to win with a run game and a defense without that guy, it's it's tough, especially nowadays. The, the further the NFL goes, goes down the line, it just seems like it's more and more necessary. And to think that they're going to develop a Sam Darnold or a Brock Purdy or a Trey Lance, all three of those guys – like. Brock Purdy doesn't have that lead talent level. Sam Darnold has a history of just being bad mentally. Trey Lance has no really look, no experience. So why should we be confident that they're going to be able to develop any of these guys and make them better? I'm think, not, but I uh, think the reason Kyle's doing this instead of just finding a ready-made quarterback that he know he can knows he can win with is I think he's so obsessed with the credit. Remember, his dad's not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, his dad has this cr- uh, tremendous coaching tree. His system is like the dominant system in the NFL. He won two Super Bowls, three if you count, when he was an offensive coordinator. No Hall of Fame. His peers think there's something missing with him. What is it? Well, you're a scheme coach, and you uh, rode John Elway's, you know, you didn't develop him, and and you rode him to two Super Bowls, and Steve Young. So Mm -hmm. Kyle, I think, is a little aware of that, and he's trying to show he can do it without a Hall of Fame quarterback. Man, and that makes this, that, that makes this really, if that's the truth, it makes this whole endeavor kind of pointless, man. Like, what are we doing here in San in Santa Clara? Part of me feels like there may be some truth to that, but I also feel like it's just he's not good at it. He's not good at scouting quarterbacks. He's not good at developing quarterbacks. It's, it's simple I, as I that. Think he would love. He would simple love to have Patrick Mahomes on his team. He just didn't recognize that Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick Mahomes, right? Simple as that. Also, yeah. if he was coaching Patrick Mahomes, would Mahomes even be this good, or would, would he be hurt all the time? How about that? Well, Andy Reid is really good at carrying really good. his offense around his players versus Kyle's trying to find players. That, the exact that opposite. Yeah. 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 Every time Kyle Shanahan brings in a player, it's like, oh, he's going to be like this other player he had in the system in the past. Like, yeah, everyone fits a little role that he's done before. And every and the reason he doesn't bring in offensive linemen beyond the left tackle is because they're not toys that he can play with. There's nothing he can do. They just block. That's it. Blocking's important, but he can't like – put him in motion or split him out wide or you know it's like there's nothing he can do with them that makes him look smart it's not fun they're not toys he likes his toys you have all the toys man you need protection insurance be a grown-up i would gladly not gladly because i like these guys but i would sacrifice a few players on the 49ers for an elite offensive line and an elite thank you quarterback i would gladly yeah. do it you know All and, right. and let's talk about these quarterback coaches man yeah let's talk about these quarterback coaches so kyle shanahan again we've mentioned him and his dad have a tremendous network and he's put together like he's got bobby turner great running back coach chris forrester great o-line coach um chris caseric great d-line coach johnny holland great linebacker that's four right there um quarterback coach the niners have switched this four times he came in with rich gangarello he got promoted to oc with denver God knows why. Niners get Shane Day. Then they sort of let his contract expire after a couple of years, let him go to the Chargers, bring back Scangarello. Then they kind of let his contract expire or fire him, and he goes to Kentucky as an offensive coordinator. Takes a big down step. They bring in Ryan Greasy. Yeah. So yeah. now Shane, Shane Day got fired from the Chargers last year. He's now with D'Amico in Houston as like, some offensive assistant and Scangarello got fired like mid season by Kentucky. He's unemployed. So, so, and now you got Brian Greasy in his second year with no coaching experience. Who's over there thinking like, yeah, you know, I'll see how much longer I want to do this. I mean, really? So, and, and you got Clay Kubiak, 
the assistant quarterbacks coach, who's very hands-on, and his his experience was he was at uh, an offensive coordinator head coach at a high school in Houston for eight years, about thirty-two. Yeah, so they got it's kind, of, it's kind of a bad sign when the 49ers quarterback coach gets fired by Kentucky. Not yeah. good enough to coach at Kentucky, but he's uh-huh. the 49ers quarterback. It's kind of a bad sign. Um, bad sign. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? I guess the book's not written out on, on Greasy yet. And, you know, it, it's tough to understand why Brock Purdy played so well and why Jimmy. I think Jimmy played the, the best of, he's ever played last year. Maybe that has something to do with Greasy. Um, may, so maybe Greasy is the best. Honestly, if I'm betting out of all these coaches that they've had so far, I probably think Greasy might be the best one that they've had. But that doesn't mean that he's the kind of guy that can develop a Trey Lance. I just don't understand why he's picking the guys he's picking. So Scangarello wasn't necessarily – he hadn't coached quarterbacks that much. Like, he was a – he's a coordinator. He's not a position coach. Look at his resume. He's a longtime coordinator in colleges. Yeah. And so you bring him in – they gave him credit for developing Jimmy Garoppolo. No, the Patriots developed Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, He just taught Jimmy Garoppolo the scheme. That's it. So what the quarterback coach does on the 49ers is teach the quarterback the scheme. And he also helps the quarterback understand where to go with the ball. Because you understand Kyle doesn't really want the quarterback to read the field. The purpose of all that pre-snap motion is to figure out pre-snap where to go with the ball. You put the motion, you figure out if it's man or zone. You see the the quarter, is the middle of the field open or closed? You can kind of figure out sometimes what the, what the coverage is going to be pre-snap. And then if you can do that, then you know where the ball's supposed to go pre-snap. Kyle just wants you to be a robot on the field, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's what the quarterback coach is there to do, is to help you, help Kyle get you to do exactly what he wants to do, not to teach you how to do things on your own, per se. That's more system stuff. That's not... System that's, stuff. It's just another guy teaching you the system. It's not... Right. I mean, any- Brian Greasy's never coached anyone in his life, and that's who you that's who you hired? Like, so what was it about his skill set that it, it wasn't his teaching background? He has no teaching background. And you ask him questions about teaching, he's like, I don't know, it was my first time. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not funny. Yeah, yeah. You need a guy, you need a guy, especially for Trey Lance, we're speaking of Trey Lance specifically, you need a skill set guy. That's what you need. Somebody that's going to develop your overall skill right. set and teach you how to yeah. play quarterback, not how to play the system. There's two different things. Right. Yeah. Because he's kind of like a Drake Jackson of quarterback. Like, they took Drake Jackson, and they're like, well, this guy, he's a little bit, he's not going to be able to contribute right away, and he's really young, but we have Chris Kacerik, so it's all going to work out. And I still feel like that makes sense. But you take the equivalent of that at quarterback, like, man, he only played one year. He hasn't played in a year. He's really young. He's coming from North Dakota State. We have, you're going to need a great quarterback coach to make this work. You don't have that guy. No. You don't even want that guy. You just bring in scheme guys. So yeah. it's like the Niners kind of lack a, some self-awareness here, man. I, I don't yeah. even understand why they thought they could make it work with Trey Lance. Now, it's not over yet with Trey. Maybe Trey, in spite of whatever the Niners have going on in their coaching staff, develops himself with Jeff Christensen on the side or something, but they're not equipped to handle a project like him. They're just not. Yeah, it's the, that's the frustrating part. You know, like like yeah. I said, I'm a coach. I'm not going to teach you guys how to dribble. I wasn't a ball handler. I played in the 90s. I was a center. I'm not going to teach you how to ball handle, right? So I'm going to – I find assistant coaches that are good yeah. at ball handling, and I, and they teach my, my players how to ball handle. So, I mean, it's the same thing. And you don't – to me, you don't see that in Brian Greasy. Now, maybe he maybe he will, but you definitely didn't see it in Scangarillo and those other guys um that's that's the tough part man they really need to focus in on that and with trey lance at quarterback that's exactly what they needed to do and it doesn't seem like they've done it and it's like why is why are greasy and 
Clay Kubiak, the quarterback coach and assistant quarterback coach, respectively. Well, Brian Greasy was drafted by Mike Shanahan and played for Mike Shanahan, was coached by Mike Shanahan. Uh, Clay Kubiak is Gary Kubiak's son, who was coached by Mike Shanahan. You know, it was a quarterback for Mike Shanahan. Like, it's their network. It's only guys they know. Or the other guys they get are the defensive coaches like Steve Wilkes that see that the other defensive coordinators are getting hired as head coaches. So he's like, all right, I'll come over there. I'll be your yeah. defensive coordinator for a couple of years. They get those coaches too. But essentially, if you don't, if they don't know you, they're not, they're not working with you. You need, he reminds me of somebody I've I, I known personally. Um, yeah as a coach, but like you really, honestly, you need to reach out and get guys that are going to tell you things you don't want to hear guys that may be outside of your circle. Cause you know, you're not building like a click, a friendship here. You're building a football team. You need to find guys that have strengths where you're weak that aren't scared to tell you when they disagree. And uh, it doesn't seem like he seems like he wants kind of wants yes men around him, friends, yes men, guys that are happy to be there, you know, and uh, that's unfortunate, man. I feel like that might be a big part of why, if Trey Lance doesn't work out, this might be a big reason why. Yeah, and I don't even know why, like, how Brian Greasy got the job. Again, like he'd never coached ever. And you just brought in the biggest project. Like, this is the future of your franchise, and you're entrusting him to a guy who's never coached. So he's talked about the process, Brian Greasy. He said that he just started doing his homework on the Niners two or three days before the interview. To me, it's like, did he reach out to the Niners about the job, or did Kyle reach out to him? Because it kind of sounds like Kyle Scangarello left or whoever, and, and he's like, damn. And he calls Greasy or or Mike calls Greasy. He's like, hey, man, would you go take this job with the Niners? And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, I've never been a coach before. And they're like, come on, man. You'd be great. He's like, I yeah. don't know, man. Like, my family's over here in Colorado. Like, they're not going to come with me. Like, I, his whole attitude when you, when you his, his body language, the way he talks, is like, yeah, you know, they wanted me to do it. I'll give it a shot. Um, but it's kind of a year-to-year thing. And I'm not really... Oh, that's that's the vibe I get from Brian, which is yeah. like, dude, can't you get someone a little? Because to me, it almost feels like Clay's the real quarterback coach. I mean, he's been a coach at least. I mean, he was at high school. He was at high school, but he was a coach. But he almost felt like Kyle's like, man, I can't name Clay Kubiak the quarterback coach. This is gonna sound. He's thirty two. He's he's Gary's son. It'll sound like nepotism. Let me get a name. Mm-hmm. Brian, will you please do this? No, I don't want to. Oh, come on, man. Like you won't even have to do anything. Clay'll do it all. We'll give yeah. you the title. I get fine. Like that's feel that's the that feels like the dynamic going on in the Niners quarterback room. And who's caught in the middle? Trey Lance. Well, what's crazy is is Brian Greasy is learning how to be a quarterback coach right now. Mm-hmm. That's while Trey's learning how to be a yeah. Well, you know, you needed a guy. And he's learning from Clay Kubiak. Yeah, right. You need a guy who's been doing this for a long time, yeah. so he's not learning. You know, like when I first started coaching, I was learning how to be a coach. I wasn't that good. And this is what Brian Gre- – I mean, Brian Greasy played quarterback. That's great. But coaching and playing are two different things. You got to learn to be a teacher. You got – there's so much involved with it. And he's learning right now how to be a quarterback coach while he's trying to teach Trey Lance how to be a quarterback uh, and Brock Purdy. And that's not the formula you want at this level in the NFL. You want an experienced quarterback coach, someone that has a track record and a history of developing quarterbacks. And that's not what Brian Greasy is right now. Fortunately for the 49ers, uh, Kyle Shanahan was a quarterback coach in 2007 for Houston. So they're in good hands. They have his one year of experience coaching quarterbacks. That's good. It's good. Would Kyle Shanahan have been a quarterback coach? In no any situation. No, 
he was a really like a poor he, he wasn't a very good wide receiver in college honestly no and he never if his last name were banana hands he wouldn't have been an offensive coordinator by 29 he wouldn't have been able yeah. to just be a, a you know have a token job first of all he gets a wide receiver coach job and quarterback coach job. this is the cushiest job I'm not the cushiest but the most high profile the, the ones that lead to being a coordinator the fastest you get those immediately you don't have to yeah. be a db coach you didn't have to be a tight end coach. You didn't have to be a running back coach. You just went like, and why were you a quarterback coach? You never played the position. Like, right. uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I trust him enough to like, you know, at this point he's probably heard and seen enough from other coaches, but from personal experience, he probably should have been a wide receiver coach for several years. That should have been the path that most people would have took. If his last name wasn't Shanahan, he probably would have been a wide receiver coach for several years and try to slowly build his way up. Um, but Hey, that's the way this league works. Sometimes. Let's talk about that wide receiver coach the Niners had. So started off, it was like Mike LaFleur. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did, didn't, the Dante Pettis thing didn't really work out. Those wide receivers really weren't um, improving. Then they brought in Wes Welker. Yeah. And Wes Welker wasn't necessarily their network. I mean, that's Belichick's network. Wes Welker is kind of a hard ass. He played yeah. in the league. He has high standards. He held Debo to very high standards. He was on Debo's but from what I understand about his uh, weight and fitness, I think Debo's I heard he would go, he would go on runs with Debo like that. Invested that kind of a, a, a position coach, Debo had an All Pro season with him. He leaves to yeah. go with Mike McDaniel to Miami, and they bring in Leonard Hankerson. It's nothing against Leonard Hankerson, but why is Leonard Hankerson here? Because he played for Mike. He was he, he was left, drafted he by left. Mike in Washington, and he left to take the same position. Right, he's a wide receiver and, coach. Right? Yeah, and so like, what happens? Okay, Debo Samuel gains ten pounds. Does Debo Samuel respect Leonard Hankerson or is Debo Samuel's attitude like, oh, okay, uh, school's out. Yeah, school's Mike's out. Gone. Yeah, Mike's gone. gone. Uh, Wes Welker's yeah. gone. Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, that stuff matters. Also, also, when Kyle got here, he had John Embry as his tight end coach. Hell of a tight end coach. He was also yeah. the assistant head coach. They paid him a lot of money. Then they took that away from him because they wanted to give the title to Anthony Lynn. He got, he was uh, offended, I think. And went down to Miami, I think got the same title down there. Didn't have to take yeah. a pay cut. They replaced him with Brian Flurry, who's never played the position, coached the position. He's another guy who's on the fast track to becoming a coordinator, which is great, right? Kyle's tree is full of great coordinators. But what about your position coaches, dude? You, they're, they're your lifeblood of your team. If you've never played the position or never coached the position, why are you there? What do you have to offer? What are you doing? Yeah. You're Other teaching. than let me teach you Kyle's scheme, Cam Latu. Let me teach you these words. Yeah. Like, okay. Anyone could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like true. you're like a, you're like a language teacher at that point. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. true. It's actually it's very true, and it's scary when you when you really think about that. So when people say someone's a scheme coach, it's the stuff they're talking about. And thankfully for for the Shanahan's, both of them, they have some all star position coaches who are loyal to them. Like the Godfather, like God knows what the relationship is between Bobby Turner and the Shanahan's, where he would give them loyalty for life, yeah. for life. I've never heard of a coach that high profile, that good, never going to another team, never yeah. leveraging that for a bigger payday, never getting. I mean, this dude should have been—he should have been an offensive coordinator. He's a genius. But he lets Mike Mc. It was funny. Mike McDaniel got the label as a genius, right? He's the run game guy on the Niners. He goes to Miami. Their run game sucks, and they only do his pass. pass. Yeah, because it's Bobby. Yeah, it's Bobby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really hard to find a good assistant coach who doesn't want to be anything else, and they are very fortunate to have those Crazy. guys. Yeah, yep. and they need yep. what they need to do is get. Uh, 
Kasurik, right? Offensive. Yep. Yeah, they need, yeah. Yo, Forrester, Forrester. They need yeah, to Forrester. give him some, some talent at offensive line. Honestly, he yeah. does do the best with what you give him, but if you gave him a little bit more, like, I mean, they always talk about how good Kasurik is making something out of nothing, but they gave him a lot. They give him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Give him some talents to work with. You know, see what he can I'm do. I'm poor, then. says 2022 OTA Niners versus 23 OTA Niners. I don't know. Who's OTAs? I forget. I'm sorry. <laughs> but minicamps tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Clarsard49 says, I used to argue injuries stop Kyle from getting this team to its full potential. Turns out he's the one stopping them himself. I feel like fans are starting to realize that they've been giving him a lot of excuses and it's year seven and none of that stuff flies anymore. And there's a lot of patterns that emerge. I mean, when you're a head coach, everything is you. At the end of yep. the day, you're the one accountable. And after seven years, even more so. Yep. Yep. Double B Studio says, finally, I catch it live, but I got nothing to say. LOL. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Tony says, come on, Grant. Mike Shanahan developed Brian Greasy. Thank you. Thank you. He didn't yeah. even develop. He didn't even develop Jake Plummer, right? Jake Plummer was with Arizona. Then they yeah. got Jake Plummer when he was like 30. Plummer was good in college, man. Uh, he was kind of a little disappointed in the NFL. Well, if I, well, Arizona sucks, but if I remember correctly, Bill Walsh wanted the Niners to draft Jake Plummer. They didn't listen to him. They drafted Druckenmiller, and then Jake Plummer went, I think, in like round three to Arizona. But yeah. that, I was like nine back then, if I remember correctly. Someone can fact-check yeah. that. Jake the Snake. Oh, Jake the Snake. Matthew Sanders says, let's be completely honest. If Brock is anything except the most successful Mr. Irrelevant last year, the conversation around Kyle is very different today. That is true. That is true. Like, let's say, let's say um, the Dolphins drafted... Uh, Brock Purdy instead of Skylar Thompson with their seventh round pick and the Niners waited too long and didn't end up with Brock Purdy and then Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured I mean they missed the playoffs what are we saying about um, what are we saying about Kyle also would the Niners have re-signed Jimmy out of desperation they might have yeah they, yeah, they, yeah they might have um, I'm glad they found Brock <laughs> yeah Anoop says because he essentially ended the Jimmy Garoppolo era so we'll yeah. always have to thank Brock for that because yeah. it, it went on way too long Absolutely. <clears throat> Anoop says deficiencies. One, flawed scheme, too many plays with five eligibles. Uh, rush six and quarterback gets killed. Suboptimal player personnel use. No offensive coordinator. Or you could argue no head coach. I, I still say he is a coordinator. He's not a position coach. He's not a head coach. not a leader. He is a X's and O's. He's good at coaching coaches. He's good at uh, calling plays. But that's that he has a very specific skill set, a very specific expertise. I think his greatest strength is a play designer, not yep. necessarily a play caller. I think yep. play caller, he's decent. Sometimes he's yeah. great. Sometimes he's I really bad, that. right? Yeah. Play designer, because that right? decision-making comes into that. Like, he's better midweek than mid-game. Like, God, God forbid he needs to make an adjustment. Yeah. And then when it comes down to play designing, how much is him and how much is Bobby Turner? How much because, is- I, honestly, like, no one's impressed by Kyle Shanahan's pass game. You hear Kurt Warner talk about it. He's like, man, this is really pared down. There's not a lot going on here schematically. Is there a run game that everyone's like, man, this is just phenomenal in the, in the play action to a degree? They, I mean, I, his passing game is – Kyle Shanahan is a real dink and dunk guy. Super here, dink and dunk. Right? But I will say his receivers are wide open. It's just very short dink and dunk passing game. It's actually a good passing game, but it, it's missing that deep element. Right, if he could, and I don't know if that's because he. I mean, it's wide back. open sometimes because he has the best defense. They're often winning, and it's a lot of play action stuff. Right. But at the same time, his offensive line can't pass protect. Uh, they're not built to come back, built to come back from a deficit. Like th- there's very specific ways yeah. he doesn't and, have that they get guys. 
You don't no. have a dangerous passing game. Right? No, 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 no. No, it, it, no, it's it's like the secondary part of the offense. Yeah, um, yeah, he'll get you no. wide open, short. Yeah, and he'll do it a few times a game, but he can't do it when it counts. He right. can't do it when you absolutely need it. Like he wins running the ball. Yes. Tyler says, I think the Niners purposely choose to not invest in a real quarterback coach. No, nah, I don't know, man. I, do they know one? And they're like, no, nah, let's not call him. He's good, but and, and he'd be perfect, and we know him, but screw that guy. Like, I just don't think that they have that guy in their Rolodex. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I they do. Somebody I mean, Gary Kubiak wasn't even that great of a quarterback coach. Who did he de- develop? He just – I'm sorry. He just was a scheme guy. It's what yeah. the Shanahan's are. It, it's – I'm sorry, but – that's what they are. They're scheme coaches. It's why Mike's not in the Hall of Fame. Right. His peers think, no, sorry. I'm not, I don't care that you have three, three Super Bowls and, a, and an entire coaching tree and a right. scheme that everyone wants. It's not enough. Yeah. So Sean McVay was an assistant coach for 20 years before he became a Super Bowl winning coach. What's the point of this conversation? Uh, What's, I don't, what are you saying? Sean McVay uh, was a position. I, my, my point is that being a position coach matters. Um, maybe some coaches don't need to do it, but how good of a coach is Sean McVay really? How good of a coach is Sean McVay really? You either need to be a position coach so you can teach the skill set, or you need to be able to hire it. And what we're saying is he he has not he's not somebody who's able to teach these quarterbacks, and he's unable to he hasn't hired someone that's able to do it yet. That's the Sean point. McVay's another one. He was a position coach for three years. How good of a coach is Sean McVay really? Or does he just is he just a good scheme coach? A, another scheme coach? I would say he's another scheme coach. He won a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Something I've been thinking about that I, no one talks about. We talk about Kyle's coaching tree, but isn't most of it really Mike Shanahan's Mike's? coaching tree? Yeah. yeah, it's not really Kyle's. Yeah. I mean, D'Amico? Who besides D'Amico? Who is a Kyle? Which one is a Kyle? Well, Salah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, these D coordinators that he's been picking have kind of been him, but like otherwise, I mean, all the offensive guys were working with Mike. McDaniel all was, LaFleur was, Danny all of them. LaFleur. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. MD2020 says, I wanted to vomit watching Greasy's interview. He absolutely, he's absolutely not a coach. I hope he gets fired. His attitude said it all. Feel so sorry for Lance. Yeah, he's not a coach. He was a player. He was an announcer. And he is a coach, but he does not have a coach's, teacher's temperament to me. I mean, it's tough. The thing is, like, we don't know how he works with the quarterbacks, but we know how he presents himself publicly to the press. But those could be two different things. So maybe he's... Yeah, we also know how Bobby Turner presents himself and how Chris yeah. Forster presents himself and how Chris Kasarik presents himself. And yeah. those guys, basically their attitude is, man, I could talk about this all week if you yeah. let me, yeah. with no interruptions. Whereas Greasy's attitude is, I don't want to answer any of your questions. Like, yeah. what do you have to hide, man? You're just talking ball. He's still learning himself. He might need exactly. to ask some questions. Yeah. Exactly. Aaron Parker says, saw Purdy reportedly will be fully cleared around August 21. Some seem to think he will start week one. Is that enough time for him to be ready? Man, we don't even know if we'll be alive by then, baby. We'll have to see, man. Yeah. Niners giving, Niners really creating a lot of expectations. This is the team that all, I mean, this is the team that like invented the phrase setback. So just chill. I think if Purdy starts week one, I think that's probably the best thing for locker room dynamics and maybe the 49ers. Maybe Trey Lance, honestly, but I don't know if that's the best thing for Brock Purdy. You know, the Niners wanted everyone to take down the the interviews, and I think it's the greasy one they didn't want out there. And there's one thing he said that maybe they didn't want out there. They, they, they keep saying he's on track. We hope he'll be back week one. Purdy doesn't say that. And then what Greasy said was, we want to be smart. It's not a race, and we can't have a setback. So I think privately they're thinking, look, if he misses two weeks of the season, 
it's okay. It's not a race. We often start slow anyway. So that's very interesting to me. If that's privately what they're thinking and they start Trey Lance for two weeks, that's bad. For funny Trey. things could happen. Yeah. It could be bad for Trey, but also it gives him an opportunity to play. If he's a gamer and wins two games and they just want to, the plan was to go back to, to Brock week three. Well, but who things happen. I, I just think it's, it's it, I mean, it's an opportunity for Trey. But opportunity. Not a great one. Not a, it's not a good one, honestly. No. It's really not. No, you got the guy breathing down your neck, right over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. John B says, I may have missed this earlier. Any thoughts on Matt Mayoko's report today that Purdy will start week one and there's nothing Trey can do to take back quarterback? I didn't see that. I, I've always said that Brock Purdy, based on his gameplay, deserves to be QB1 if he's healthy. I, I just believe that. You can't take away starting 7-1 and one or 8-0, oh, however you want to look at it. What Brock Purdy did in the game has earned him the right to be QB1, but now he has to go out and do it again. You know, yeah, but it's not that simple though. Like, this is presuming a theoretical world where he's back for training camp. Like, yeah. we don't know when he's going to be fully, fully, fully ready. So yeah. when, I mean, until that day happens, how can you make any projection? Yeah, we don't know what he's going to heal like. We don't know if he's going to have enough time under his belt to get back up to speed. I mean, uh, Brian Greasy said Brock Purdy still has a ton to learn. Is he really going to be able to learn that? Uh, coming back a week before the season starts. There's a lot of questions for Brock Purdy. And that's why I say I, if, if I'm Brock Purdy, I prefer, hey, I'm going to take my time and worry about my long-term career and not try to rush and be out there week one when we normally start slow anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be bad for – I think whoever starts week one, it's whether it's Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, I think it's going to be tough for either one of them. Or Brandon Allen. Or Brandon Allen. Yeah. yeah. The coach says Kyle's fast track to his career was his daddy's system. It's time for the quote-unquote genius to show us something different. The staff can't keep saving you. It's true, man. It's, it's, not, it's not just that it's his dad's system. It's that it's been pretty static. I mean, they, they dress it up with, like, the jet sweep or whatever, but it's like even that's kind of old news at this point. Um, why don't you do something new? I mean, but again, I can come back to, like, what is Kyle going to be post-Bobby Turner? I'm really interested to see because I feel like he is almost their ghostwriter, like, like Kyle's Drake and Bobby Turner is whoever's been writing Drake's bars the last 10 years. And <laughs> if that guy ever retires, is Drake still going to be popular? I wonder, or will he just be making house records that no one really likes? <laughs> that, that house records. I'll pass hard pass on that. Yeah. I passed on his entire discography, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like unofficially biased against any rapper from Canada. I just feel like that you shouldn't. It's, <laughs> He's very, pop. it's an American genre. He's very pop. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Yeah, we also he's half Jewish. Rapper. I'm half Jewish. I feel like if he's a rapper, I could have been a rapper, and I can't be a rapper, so he can't be a rapper either. You know who else is a Jewish rapper? Little Dicky. Who? Little Dicky. Not a fan. <laughs> Mostly because I'm racist against my own people. I'm so wow. sorry. It's terrible. <laughs> wow. Wow. Look, I'm Jewish. We shouldn't rap. I'm saying that right now. I'm saying it right now. That's why I've never rapped. I would have been a great rapper, but my, out of respect, I'm just not going to do it. Oh my goodness. Yes. Anyway. No comments on the Jewish stuff. Sorry. So you're out. a rapper. You're a rapper. <laughs> when I was young. But, you know. I was a kid. Yeah, in a different. Yeah. You know, Joseph Stockbridge says, is Grant's asthma aunt? Huh? Is Grant asthma aunt. I don't know what that means. I don't means. get it. I don't know what it means. No. Shout out to Grant. Best in the game, says Luis. Best Thank in you, the man. game. Best in the game. Chris Grove says, Ryan, overall thoughts on the quarterback coach you had on? Overall thoughts on the quarterback coach I had on. Who are you talking about? You talking about uh, Greg Pinelli? He's great. I like Greg. If that's what you're talking about, I like Greg about. too. Yeah, I like Greg too. That was a while ago. 
maybe you're, you're you're bringing it back, but he's supposed to come on. We're supposed to talk to and Dunk, unfortunately. <laughs> Purdy will be eighty percent healthy, and they will make him play. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, I you know that's what I'm afraid of. Not good for Brock, and that that's what I'm saying is I feel like if that happens, that's not good for Brock. That is good for Trey Lance because an eighty percent Brock Purdy is going to possibly be a problem. But but hold on, that's I don't think they're going to do that though. I just but listening to Greasy in the interview that is forbidden to talk about or listen to, he said there's no reason. It's not a race. There's no reason to rush it. Can't have a setback. So again, private publicly they may be saying he's looking great. Buy those season tickets. He'll be there week one. Privately yeah. they could be like, hey man, you know, project confidence. But if he's not there week one, who gives a freaking? Who cares? Who cares? I hope I hope you're right. I think that yeah. would be. I think Brock Purdy, the, the thing about Brock Purdy is I think he's smart enough to understand it. And I don't think yeah. he's going to go if he's not 100%. I think he'll just say – It sounds I'm like not. Brian Greasy smart enough to understand that. And if Purdy's yeah. smart enough to understand that, then maybe what the Niners are saying publicly is just – Yeah. Is just, the you know, their public stance. It's posturing. That's yeah. what I think. Matthew Sanders says teaching Brock will ruin him and his instincts. Oh, yeah. Don't think it won't. Basically what Brian Greasy says, yeah, Brock – he thinks he's good with all these plays he's been making, but what we want him to do is stand still and just do what Kyle says. Sweet, man. That's great. He tried to do that on the play in Philly, and he got hurt. Well, look Maybe at Jimmy. if he had moved. Look at Jimmy. Yeah. 2017, Jimmy was a little bit exciting, right? And then he just yeah. became the most dink and dunk game manager. Of a robot. Time. Yeah. A robot. It's yeah. true. Like As quarterbacks play for Kyle, they develop fewer instincts. Yeah. Worse instincts. It's like whatever feel they had for playing the game on their own is coached out of them, and they're in the pocket thinking, what does Kyle want me to do? What does Kyle want me to do? What does yeah. Kyle want me to do? You can almost feel it. And this isn't even a, a guess we're talking about. Look what look what Brock talked about in his press conferences mm-hmm. last year about wanting to play free again, right? Yeah. Like that, he was talking about that. And what did he talk about this year? Oh, I have to freelance less and do more of what Kyle wants me to do. That's what he said, yeah. Uh, yeah. more or less. And that's what Greasy said. He's like, look, man. I know all this, all this you running around and making plays. We can't take credit for that, okay? <laughs> That's just you making plays, all right? I can't say that I coached that. Kyle can't say he drew it up. So what you need to do is stand still, okay? And if you get hurt, do you all, you should have stepped up. You should have moved, but only then yeah. should you move. They need they need a quarterback who does everything Kyle says, and if it's not available, then after that point, you are able to save save him, and then okay. But everything uh-huh. else, everything else has to be exhausted. All the all uh-huh. the what you should do is have to be exhausted. Dude, if if you like, so he'll give you a play. You'll do the motions pre snap. You'll read the defense. If Kyle looks at the picture and decides the ball should go to X receiver, and you throw it to Y and complete the pass, he'll still be pissed at you. Yeah, film days must be super fun the day after a game. Yeah, because it's not about how you want to play; it's about how he wants to play. He's yeah. that much of a micromanager. You can't win a Super Bowl like that. Yeah. It's too much. Dude, if that's how you feel, strap it up yourself, man. Buckle your chin strap, get on the on the field. Oh, you did that already. You had 14 catches in college, man. Let the, the real athletes play the sport. Get out of the way. <laughs> Double B Studios has lunch choices, pizza, chicken, burger, burrito. Mm. Today? On a Monday. On a Monday. Burrito's a little heavy for a Monday, man. You have burrito for, for lunch. You might be asleep by 2.30. You know what I'm doing? What? I'm cutting up the steak I had last night and making a quesadilla out of it. I like that. Yeah. I that's think that's I'm genius. Doing. That yeah. sounds like a guy who's been around. I've been around. You know? I've seen a little experience. Yeah. That's right. 
I like that. Uh, I wouldn't know. Uh, pizza. <laughs> Sourdough Sam says, skip the Drake every time. Yeah, just not for me. And every year I come back to the Niners, I'm thinking, this is going to be the year where we're not going to have to hear Drake at practice. But no, they keep playing him. I mean, the dude's almost 40. Do the, do the, do the kids still listen? Do the young, young men kids. still listen to Drake? These young kids think he's like one of the Ooh. greatest. Yeah. They, they really love that Canadian sound. <laughs> Double V Studio says that explains everything. Jimmy was better, new to the system. Purdy was good. When new to the system, RG3 was good when new, etc. Yep. Yeah. They're yep. going to turn them into robots. They're taking their robots. Taking their brain. And what does Kyle like about Kirk? He's just a robot by nature. He's just got the personality of a robot. Sorry. Yeah. He's just at home being a robot. So let's let's talk about Kirk Cousins. Um, so a lot of people, when they talk about Trey Lance, and they want to argue it, they don't want to give him a chance. They don't want to let his career play out. They, they'll go to his numbers and say, look, look what Brock did. On this team, look look at look at the quick start that Jimmy Garoppolo had. There is no excuse for Trey Lance to have a slow start to his career. Look at his numbers: fifty four percent completions. He's trash. I don't care that it's been four games. I don't care that it's been a hundred throws. He's trash. End of story. Move on. Well, if anyone ever tells that to you, I think it's important for you to go and tell him to look at Kirk Cousins' first two years in the league, first three years in the league. But his first two, he was older than Trey, and he was coached by Kyle Shanahan who was having a lot of success with RG3. Kirk Cousins would play in games, and in two years under Kyle, he had one win, three losses, a 56% completion percentage, 6.5 yards per pass attempt, eight TD passes, 10 picks, and a 68 quarterback rating. Kirk Cousins, who we know has gone on to become a very good, extremely consistent and durable quarterback in the NFL, who has made a ton of freaking money and has fully guaranteed contracts. Trey Lance, his first four starts, first two years, two wins, two losses, 55% completions, 7.8 uh, yards per pass attempt, five TD passes, three picks, 84 quarterback rating. So yeah. if Kirk Cousins could sort of figure it out at 27, you yeah. really want to write off Trey Lance at 22, 23? You sure? It, those sure. statistics, the, when people bring up Trey's statistics, it's really crazy. Like, obviously, you have not looked at other quarterbacks in this league, those those are actually pretty damn good compared to a lot of quarterbacks, including Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And there's something like that people really aren't, you know, you could talk about the finger. I think that's a big issue. People want to dismiss it. Uh, that's all good. But there's a big difference between throwing 10 yards or less 70% of the time and 49% of the time. So if you're going deep, deeper, with half your throws – Obviously, your completion percentage is going to go down, especially if you're a brand new rookie with a broken finger. There's big differences. It's crazy to assume that you know anything about Trey Lance based on his initial statistics or that that means he's a bust. Like, I can name countless Hall of Fame quarterbacks that had worse statistics than Trey Lance throughout his first 100 snaps. Right. I mean, like, look at what's happening. So, Brock Purdy is sort of the RG3 in this equation, right? Yeah. Instant success. Uh, a lot of wins, a lot of big-time numbers. Probably would have been the rookie of the year if he'd started a little bit earlier. And serious injury. Big-time freaking injury in the playoffs, okay? Um, Trey Lance is more the Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's flipped because of where they were drafted, but didn't have instant success. And I, it'd be interesting, 10 years ago, you could have been like, well, look at RG3. He was a rookie of the year. Kirk Cousins, he freaking sucked for two years. Clearly, that means that RG3 is going to have a much better career than Kirk Cousins. But no, that's not how life works. It's not how it worked out. RG3, that injury uh, crippled his career to no fault of his own. He ended up having no career. And Kirk Cousins ended up having 
you know, like a freaking borderline, not a Hall of Fame career, but he throws for 4,400 yards every year. Like, yeah. Niners haven't had a quarterback like that since Jeff Garcia. So you, you, we have no idea what's in store for either one of these uh, quarterbacks' futures based on four starts, eight starts. Are you kidding? Go back and look at other young quarterbacks Kyle has coached. Countless examples. It's not even just it's not even just quarterbacks Kyle's coached. I mean, it's just if you yeah. really study, like, and I and I spent a yeah. lot of time looking at rookie quarterbacks in their first year, first year, first hundred snaps to compare yeah. them to see, like what does it look like. I mean, there is just unlimited amounts of quarterbacks that started bad and got better, and then also quarterbacks that started good and fell off. We have no idea about either quarterback. Also, Kirk Cousins started bad. Trey didn't even start bad. Right. He he has an 84 rating. Like uh Cousins was 68. He won a must-win game uh in his rookie year with a broken finger. Like he hasn't been great the way Brock Purdy was, but he hasn't been bad the way Kirk Cousins was. He's right. been up and down and injured. And yeah. a lot of people want to act like they've seen enough. They have some proof that he's a flat out Tim Tebow bust. Like, nah, you don't. Let's chill. You know, let's be open-minded with Brock, even though it's fair to be skeptical that he can go from a guy the entire league overlooks to franchise quarterback. Like, that's a huge stretch. But at the same time, I think it's fair to say he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, calling him... He's a good quarterback. Calling him top 10 is crazy. Saying you don't yeah, know it's too right soon. now. It, yeah, you, you don't know. You I, don't know. He's a good quarterback. He is. What he, so, yeah. so far, what he's done is was really an amazing rookie season. And hats off to him because... it. I, I've never seen anything like it. That doesn't mean he's he went from third string to a guy who's a, definitely a good quarterback. But would he start for any other uh, playoff team? And honestly, we can't even call him. He had a good season is all I can yeah. say. Half I, a season. We can't say he's going to be this or that. Just like with Trey, you can't say he's going to be this or that. We have to see how it plays out. It's just there's too much history. If you know anything about the NFL and you study quarterbacks, there's too much history of quarterbacks starting good, becoming bad, starting bad becoming good it's just crazy that everyone's like so dug in all i've ever said about trey lance is i like his potential i want to see how it plays out i never said he's going to be some great quarterback i just said he has the potential to become that and i want to see it that's all i've ever said yeah and i think yeah it's chill and it's like again if if kirk cousins can sort of it, he people say he was developed by kyle shanahan nah he never played well under kyle the, the, the light bulb went off for him when he was playing for McVay. So God forbid Trey Lance leaves the Niners, goes to the Rams, goes for works for someone like McVay, someone who's had some success. I just want to say, a lot of people say like, oh, Kirk Cousins isn't that good or Niner fans wouldn't want him. I just want to point out, since 2015, he turned 27 in 2015. Uh, since that year, this dude has missed one game and he has thrown for less than 4,000 yards one time. And he's thrown for fewer than 25 touchdown passes in a season one time. Like, yeah, he's not top five or maybe he's not even top 10, but he's better than every quarterback the Niners have had since Jeff Garcia. Like, Kaepernick had a moment, but, like, this dude is super consistent. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people are opposed to him coming here, but I think it's an upgrade over every quarterback we've had. I mean, we haven't had it. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Brock Purdy is able to play a full season, what he can do on a full season. If he if he continues to play the way he did at the end of the season for an entire 17 games, then maybe he might be that guy. But we'll have to see. 
Jeff Christensen says, Cousins' arm talent is better than Lance. I'm working on it, though. Thank you, Jeff. You're doing God's work right now, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You got a much better athlete on your hands now, though, than Kirk Cousins. That dude is... Yeah. Is he the is he the least athletic? No, you got Jimmy Garoppolo, James Richard. Oh, Jay, see, Jimmy Garoppolo might be the, the least athletic quarterback in the NFL. Purdy has the weakest arm. Yeah. And it's it's tough, man. Like I was really trying to think about it. I saw you say it on your show. I asked people what their opinions are. Some people had a couple other people, but it does seem like Brock Purdy might have the weakest arm strength in the NFL as at quarterback. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel great. No. And it's like a lot of people are like it doesn't matter. Like, okay, but you don't necessarily want to be the team with the quarterback who has the weakest arm in the league. That was never Joe. You never had the, the weakest arm in the league. The no, it's it's a hard way to win. Yeah. Double B Studio says Kurt Warner wouldn't last in Kyle's Dink and Dunk system. It's why I don't think Trey will last in this system. He's a playmaker, he doesn't fit the system. Also, Brandon Ayuk is so underused in this system. Like, he's Tory Holt. To your point about Kurt Warner, he's Tory Holt. He should be playing downfield with a quarterback like Kurt Warner instead. He's like in these tight little formations close to the line of scrimmage, running little choice routes like he's Wes Welker. Yeah. It's freaking Brandon Ayuk, man. He's getting wasted in this team. He should go somewhere else. Brandon, leave. Yeah. Leave. <laughs> Don't leave. Don't leave, Brandon. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler says so we need a guy at quarterback who can tell Kyle to shut up and make his plays by himself. Yeah, Kyle will run that guy out of town so freaking. Kyle that. is the emperor of Santa Clara. He'll never let that guy. I mean, that's oh. Aaron Rodgers, right? Why is Aaron Rodgers not on the team? But he's playing for Robert Sala. What happened when Jimmy told him his play suck? That was hey, he was gone last, three last months season. later. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Jeff Christensen. Jay, Steve Young didn't have a good first year. He didn't have a first good seven years, right? Like, he was bad well, for a while, right? Necessarily. He, he went to the USFL. Was he bad in the US? I don't think he was bad in the USFL. No. He was a big-time player for uh, – for the LA Express, then he went to Tampa, which is a ridiculous organization, and they made a, they botched it and made a bad decision. Let's talk about that. So, yep. Sam Darnold, a lot of people think he could be the next Steve Young, he could be the next Alex Smith, that quarterback, maybe the next Geno Smith, the next the quarterback who was mishandled by a bad organization and flourished somewhere else. Jo, uh, Jim Plunkett, um, Sam Darnold, though, if you squint, you might be able to see a little Alex Smith in him. If you squint, you might be able to make a parallel maybe with Steve Young, but I think he's kind of unique in the sense that he turned 26 yesterday. He's on his third team. That means, so let's just go, let's back up. He was the third pick in the draft from the Jets. They, they gave him three years to play and to prove himself, and he was such a disappointment that they fired the coach, brought in a new coach, and Robert Sala didn't want him. So they traded him to Carolina. Now, Carolina did want him. Carolina had like the eighth pick in the draft, and instead of taking Justin Fields, they took J.C. Horn and traded a second, a fourth, and a sixth for Sam Darnold. Another, again, a big investment. Like this is, We're not going to get Justin Fields. We're going to get this guy. He, he could be a franchise quarterback. Fails again. Two years. Doesn't get it done. Lose to Baker. Coach, lose to Baker. Gets fired. Coach gets fired. They bring in a new guy, Frank Reich. Doesn't want him. Brings... Uh, drafts a quarterback and signs Andy freaking Dalton and says, good luck, Mr. Darnold. So you have two organizations, multiple coaching staffs being like, nah, it's not going to work with this guy. But the Niners come in and say, all you guys are stupid. You don't know what you're doing and you're incompetent. Watch Brian Greasy work his magic. It feels very arrogant to me. And I feel like I, you can't, 
it's hard to point. I, I think, name me a quarterback from the last 30 years who got passed around this quickly, this young, who ended up being good. Like, I can't think of anyone. I don't, I don't think there is one. I don't think there is no. one. I mean, Baker, I mean, Darnold's just, the problem is he has a good skill set. It's just the mental stuff. And maybe Kyle can make it so simple for him that he's able to improve here. He doesn't have enough skill set to get you fired as a coach. Every coach who's coached Sam Darnold since high school has gotten fired. Clay Helton. Well, that's the thing is like if you are, if if Sam Darnold's strength is his skill set, but uh-huh. you have to dial it down and make it simple uh-huh. for him, then what's the point? Or right? or or if it's the same thing, if no one can actually tap into the skill set and it's all potential, then does it even exist? And that's what people say about Trey. But it's like, yo, Trey's played through four games. We need a little more evidence. Sam Darnold has played darn near 60 games. He's been through a bunch of different coaches, a bunch of guys, two different organizations that invested heavily in him, said, we tried everything, man. You suck. Yeah. Like, that's not what Steve Young went through. That's not what Alex Smith went through. Alex Smith, the Niners knew deep down they screwed him over and they couldn't let him go. They knew it. Steve well, Young, one team made one bad decision and chose Vinny Testaverde over him. Like, this is different. I've always thought, and I still think, that Sam Darnold was brought here to be an insurance policy. I think a lot of, like, you know, when, when you sign a player, you're going to say really good things about him. That's what Kyle's done. And I think a lot of people took that and ran with it. And they're making it seem like he's this guy that's competing for the QB1 spot. I really don't believe that's what he is. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he's an insurance policy. You and I talked about what kind of quarterbacks – are the 49ers going to bring in? We bring brought up names. I thought someone like Sam Darnold. When they first signed Sam Darnold, I'm like, okay, cool, insurance policy. And then all of a sudden it took this whole narrative, oh, Sam Darnold's going to beat out Trey Lance. He's going to beat out Brock Purdy. I don't see it happening. I don't think he's going to be rejuvenated. His career is going to be you know, reestablished here. I don't, I don't see that happening. I think he's an insurance policy. I feel like you're not taking into account the 49ers' arrogance here. I'm sorry. Here's the way I look at it. Like, I think they feel they made Brock Purdy. Like, when we say that they haven't developed a quarterback, Greasy's over there being like, wait a second, man. I did that with Brock. That was Mr. Irrelevant. That's my work. And, and I'm, I would be like, dude, are you sure? Are you sure? So, because to me, what they should take from that is, man, we got freaking lucky. We were in the right place with the right time with this kid that we didn't really see was going to be that good. And he saved our butts. But then he got hurt, and we don't really know what we have uh, moving forward. Um, but instead, well, they're like, well, if we made Brock, we can make Sam Darnold. Like, you didn't make Brock, and you're not going to make Sam. Well, I They're see, different. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that, that they made Brock. I hate to say that, but this offense is this system. Brock Purdy ran the system like Jimmy ran the system. He threw the shortest passes in the NFL, the most wide-open passes in the NFL to some of the best players in the NFL so I don't necessarily disagree but that doesn't mean it like right like here's if you could teach Brock Purdy but at the same time Brock made some plays outside of structure and made good decisions that Sam Tarnold's not gonna do dude Sam Tarnold's not gonna do that like I I just don't think they developed Purdy they put him in a good position he didn't have to do that much but they didn't develop anything like they have to build up Darnold from the ground up in terms of confidence it's like mm, you can't even do that with Trey I, they're not going to develop their individual skill sets, but they can plug and play them into a system and a and a team that elevates them. Right? That's what I. Yeah, mean. but if it isn't elevating Trey, why is it going to elevate Sam? Well, because for whatever reason, Trey, like if you look at the numbers, 
Trey has not ran the offense. Right. That's right. The same offense right. that Barkley's running. Right. He's, and that's the same thing that happened in Washington with RG three and Kurt and Cousins. Man, and they why, ran this man? college offense that that really ruined RG 3s career. And all of a sudden, Kurt Cousins comes in, and, and there's like a whole different offense. I'm sure RG three was sitting like, dude. I got Where question. the hell was this for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my question for you, Grant. Like, I really don't understand. I'm trying to figure it out. I've asked multiple people. Why is Trey Lance going past 10 yards 50% of the time and Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo are only doing that 30% of the time? Is it because of Trey Lance or because Kyle Shannon is asking Trey Lance to do that? Or are they just? I think it's probably because Kyle is, like, changing his offense a little bit for Trey. But he's ultimately unwilling to change his offense. That's why he's so comfortable with a dink and dunk, dunk quarterback. Like, he doesn't really want to install quarterback-driven run game stuff. He doesn't really want to install a lot of downfield, like, deep stuff. I don't think. I think he's a control freak. And okay. I think he did it with Trey, and it didn't work out, and he ran right back to what he's comfortable with. That's what I think he did. And I think he did it 10 years ago with RG3. He was forced RG3. The, Dan Snyder wanted him. And what he built was, okay, I'm going to use RG3 as a running back this year. And the guy averaged like eight yards a carry. They ran him in the ground. He, he hurt his knee. He was running for his life. Was that the best way to uh, groom a quarterback? I mean, it worked for six months, and then it was over, all over. Do you think that he runs this dink and dunk offense because of Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo's skill set, or do you think that's the kind of offense he wants to run? He's a micromanager just like John Gruden. John Gruden had the same kind of dink and dunk offense. Remember, John? Yeah. Very dink and dunk with, with, with uh, Rich Gannon back in the day. Yeah. I mean, that guy wasn't throwing down the field. And then with Brad Johnson in Tampa Bay, a lot of times, which is funny, John Gruden was also considered an offensive genius at a time, but looking back, he was stodgy, he was conservative, he was control a control freak, kind of like Kyle. Yeah, It's just Kyle, you know, he he has the flat-brimmed hat, and he has the cool shoes, and he, see, and he knows he named his son after Lil Wayne, so he's like a little more hip. But really, I mean, John Gruden was considered hip in the 90s, right? He listened to metal. Right, he's a big Gen X guy, and then like yeah. that shit is over with pretty quick, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you know. So I just want—he's a lot like John Gruden, who gave him his first job in the NFL. Hmm. Interesting, man. I always wanted to ask Tampa. You that. I forget. I always yeah, forget to ask him. yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of parallels between him and John Gruden. John Gruden won his only Super Bowl with a team that was all about defense. His offense was, you know, part of it, but it wasn't explosive. It was Brad Johnson and. Uh, Keenan McCardell, uh, an older Keenan McCardell, and like right, I mean, Mike Allstott, great player, but Mike still, yeah. still, I mean, it was that the, the team was the defense, and he was part of it, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, if Brock's arm is even five percent diminished, we are screwed. Says Matthew Sanders. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. It's supposed to come back stronger, is what everyone says. So we'll see. Yeah, right. The coach says the convo isn't Trey versus Brock. It's Kyle not being equipped to develop or protect either of them. Think, did we even draft like we were trying to protect our starting quarterback coming off an elbow with an injury? This team is all about Kyle. Yeah, again, they drafted the tight ends because it was all Tyler Croft's fault. But yeah, like there, you have a coach who hasn't shown he can keep young quarterbacks healthy, and the draft didn't reflect that at yeah. all. Yeah. The offseason didn't reflect that. Nothing reflects that. Good point, coach. Mui says, uh, I'm not one to get attached. I sometimes want everyone to get fired so we can talk about new people. Uh, me and Coach been talking about trading yeah. Kyle to Dallas. Think about it. For, Can't happen this year. For Dak? Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. Interesting. 
Think about it. Can we Think get a, about can, it? Can we get an O line? Can we get an O line and a quarterback? That's my request. If we're gonna trade I Kyle, like yeah. Take Dak back. I just let him let him coach Dak, man. That's who he needs. But anyway, that's a good point. Um, Yoda says Trey and Brock have both played eight NFL games. Why do they say that? What has he maybe, played? Maybe oh. Trey has appeared in a few other games off the bench, but he hasn't started He's not eight. played eight games. Dalton Yancey says Kyle has bounced three schemes between three different quarterbacks and had, and had gotten them all hurt. Jimmy's injury has. Beat him mentally. Trey hasn't had a chance, and Purdy got hurt because Kyle gonna Kyle frustrating, highly, highly, and every time it does seem like I mean you know Robert Griffin had had a career ending injury essentially, and Kyle's attitude is it's football, you know, yeah. Um, Brock Purdy, Nick Mullins, Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey man, that's football. I'm so that's the thing. Kyle, he's so bad at showing empathy or emotions in general. That's why we always notice the D coordinator runner, jumping around. It's like, oh, yeah, because Kyle is just like stone-faced all uh, the time. Here's the thing. People like Kyle Shanahan, who grew up with a lot of opportunity and money, and if you haven't been through a lot of adversity, it's very hard to empathize with people. I think that you see that. With a lot of people that grew up the way he grew up, it's hard to empathize because you've never been there. True. Double B Studio says, we need to boycott if O-line is trashed by midseason. Boycott. <laughs> ah, ah, this team is making money hand over fist. Rico Westbrook says Darnold cooked us when he played for Carolina. Darnold no, he didn't. cooked us? No, he didn't. Who's okay. us? Not the Niners. What's funny is the Niners cooked Darnold when they faced him in 2020 when he was with uh, when he was with the Jets. Then Sala gets the Jets job and he's like, no. <laughs> You're out. Pass. Uh, Zach says, Grant, talk to Mullins about his surgery recovery. Okay, I'll try. Aru Illustri says, I play Madden online. Everyone who uses the Niners starts Trey Lance because deep threat, RPOs, and scrambling, and Kyle can't recognize it. That's so funny. That's really funny. No, I want to start Purdy on Madden. You can just do a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I swear if I had Madden on franchise mode, I would have Trey Lance at a 99 by now. (laughs) <laughs> I used to play Madden 04 as a kid, and I used to always draft um, Kyle Bowler in franchise mode. I don't, I, I don't get to play uh, video games that much because I have three boys, and they're always on it. But every now and then I'll play, and I, I definitely use Trey Lance. Yeah, That's like top five reason I want a kid so I can get back into playing video games. <laughs> I'm going to buy the Xbox and be like, it's for my kid. Yeah. Hey, do yeah. you want to play games? Come on. Yeah. I'll be the oh. one asking my kid. My oldest broke my first two PlayStation. He just grabbed the controller and just ripped the whole thing down and broke it. Little bastard. Wow. <laughs> hey, well, he comes from a life of privilege. What can I say, man? You're really providing over there. Got JJ smashed and now bring in Darnold like, ugh, yeah. Darnold, man, you got to keep your head in a swivel on this team, baby. Sirs11 says, truth be told, any quarterback can play in the system. The easy fix is go with the most athletic Trey area people. Can any quarterback play in this system? Can any quarterback play in this system for more than eight games at a time? Here's the thing, like Grant, like I don't understand. So far, Trey Lance has shown us to be the most accurate deep. It's a small sample size, but he has shown us to be the most accurate deep. Uh, he's also the only one running quarterback on the team, whether you think he's good or not. He's actually a very good scrambler. And what people focus on is, oh, he can't do, he can't make the easy passes. Listen to what you're saying. He can't make the easy pass. Why are they called easy passes? You don't think he can learn to make easy passes? It's crazy. Also, 
He's uh, 23, uh, 28 in, in front of the two, um, in front of the media in the two sessions, and just in terms of on target. He's had some drops, but on target throws, 23 to 28 with a lot of checkdowns. So he's hitting all the easy passes right now, yeah. and no one wants to talk about that. No. They want only, to show only, what, what only people, only thing people want to talk about is that Darnold got first string reps um, one time when Kyle said it was going to happen, and he did it to just make it fair. And everyone's like, well, that means that well, that's a bad sign for Trey. Like, no, that just means Kyle's being Kyle. Yeah, it's just Kyle being Kyle, man. That's it. It's a weird. Tyler vibe. says they, they had, uh, like they say football ninety percent mental, ten percent physical. So Darnold, that's why he's been a failure up to this point. So it's not going to change here. I would have that's to say point. so. It's a good point. I would have to say so. Uh, Holland Tracy says, "Let Trey run Dink and Duncan. It'll be a com- uh, a comparison. That's what he's been doing. Maybe that's the thing." Rocky Evans says, "Niners don't have the patience to develop Trey Lance. Unfortunately, Brock is a system guy with off scripts off." script skills early success doesn't mean that we should crown bp as the franchise yet great content iggy g thank you very uh rocky e agree with all that iggy g that should be a rap name if you do decide to rap i don't rap okay i don't rap (laughs) but i like it flave says easy open passes were there for trade too just hard to hit him when it takes you two days to get rid of the ball okay flave but you will be happy to know see here's the thing about flave he's a trey lance fan too because he's a 49ers fan and as he says, he wants all of these quarterbacks to develop. So, Flava, you'll be happy to know that Trey actually has really improved on the short stuff. He has. I'd love to know what you think. Christopher says, I don't think the majority of fans realize that our quarterback room and O-line is an issue and very well could result in missing the playoffs. I only think reason the Niners the made the playoffs, playoffs last year is, is young Brock. That's the only reason. I think the 49ers make the playoffs. I think they Unfortunately, I think we're going to see the same thing we've seen for a long time now that they go to the playoffs and lose to a team that does have a good O-line and a good quarterback. What I think is crazy is last year to make the playoffs, the Niners legitimately needed all three of their quarterbacks. Like if they only had two of them and Jimmy wasn't there or Trey wasn't there or Brock wasn't there, I don't think they would have made it because I don't think any of those guys was going to play more than eight games without getting hurt. Sorry. Can we talk so about this year? Like that, that. If that's if that's true this year too, that means Darnold's gonna have to play at some point and win games. Can I talk about one real quick point? That the Josh yep. Johnson, Josh Johnson gets a lot of hate. I rewatched that Eagles game back when he wasn't under an, a crazy amount of pressure. When he actually had a pocket, he was a hundred percent. Go wow. watch the Eagles game. Wow. The only time he missed throws was when he was being smothered by the defensive line for the Eagles, which was often right. Play. Go watch it back. Yeah. Right. And you know who else was smothered by that uh, defensive line? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, Brock was great. And if he had kept playing, they would have won. He was great. So was Josh. They both got smashed. Yeah. Neither one, neither one of those guys was going to make it through that game, and it wasn't their fault. Yeah. Chris. No, I, that's not Chris at all. That's Chavi. Chavi. Olia says, if the team doesn't want Lance to start, why not trade him? You're wasting him here. A part of me thinks the team doesn't uh, want what happened to Atlanta where they sent Brett Favre to the pack where he was developed and loved. Yes, I agree. It's like you keep telling us that you don't really care about him. You're not invested in him anymore. You like Sam, you're, just, you're just as invested in Sam Darnold. You have a three-way competition. Brock Purdy's the leader in the clubhouse. Okay, if you're washing your hands of this guy, cut him. Trade him for nothing because you don't care. You, you've seen him for two years. You've made your evaluation. He just sucks, right? Or not. Like, what are you doing with him? I, I think the 49ers value Trey Lance more than it, more than we think. I really do think that. It's just they don't know what to do with him. They don't know how to develop him. But I don't think they think he's so That's reassuring. That's reassuring. Yeah. Grant gets to do a charity boxing match. Stop running. 
Grant, not let's a do a charity boxing match. Not your grandpa's been calling you out for months, Grant. I know it's pretty rough. I had two more topics I wanted to do. Nah. Uh, real quick, why the Niners won't change their formula? So we've been talking like for years. Like my whole my whole thing is quality control. Is that look? I want you guys to win a Super Bowl. You haven't done it since I was seven. Yeah. And you keep coming close. You you haven't changed a darn thing about your formula. And you keep just, you act like you've been unlucky or if you found a winning formula and it'll prove itself eventually. And it's frustrating because that's the definition of insanity. And I don't understand why they keep doing it. But then I think if you realize, when you realize that really winning the Super Bowl isn't the end all be all for them. I think it's hard to accept, but I think it's the truth. I think you got to realize that this is a team that's printing money. They're very lucrative. I mean, Jed's Jed, the Yorks, the Shanahan, like Kyle, John, Debo, Kittle, like everyone is getting hella money here. Everyone's rich, super duper rich. So yeah, if they win a Super Bowl, that'll be great. It'll make them even richer and it'll add to their legacy. But right now, this is the gravy train of the league right now. And so why would you mess with that? Why would you risk taking taking a step back, taking a year off? When as long as you win 10, 11, 12 games, make the playoffs, win a couple games, everyone will celebrate you. Everyone will make excuses for you. You'll get an extension. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get tons of money. It's a gravy train. And I think it's kind of Do you think that's disappointing? That seems like it could be applicable to Jed York. A lot of teams. Yep. But, but Kyle Shanahan has got to want to win a Super Bowl. I mean, he's got to want. Like, I but would, it's different. Between wanting to and I'm running out of time, you know, like if you feel you have forever, uh, then you can just keep trying your way over and over and over again and making excuses if it doesn't work out as opposed to uh, owners getting a little impatient. You, it's now or never. Well, maybe I need to do something different. Maybe I need to go outside myself a little bit. Maybe I need to change my formula. Maybe I need to change my system. No, I'm sticking to my system until Jed York says I need to uh, do something different. And so I feel like you got a team that keeps trying to win the same way every single year. I think Kyle Shanahan just thinks he's right. I, I think it's Agree. just like, it's like, oh, my God, I got injured. If we didn't get injured, we wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. we go the whole way. We'd mm-hmm. be Patrick Mahomes. All and changing your formula would be admitting you were wrong. Right, right. I think he can't do that. I don't think he really thinks that there's – I think he thinks what he's doing with the offensive line is the right way to do it. He thinks he can use Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. He knows it. He right knows there. it, Ryan. There's, there's, there's really no like self-awareness there that maybe what I really need to do is invest heavily into my offensive line and really just do whatever I can to develop an elite or find, sign, whatever you have to do, that elite quarterback that's going to carry you all the way. I don't, think, I don't think they're intentionally like, I don't care about the Super Bowl, but I do think he thinks he's right and he probably is not. I mean, I don't think Jed – well, yeah, from, it's true. From Jed's perspective, they're making a ton of money. Who cares? Exactly. Like, the, the, the Shanahan name is good for them. It gives them credibility. The York name is nothing. Yeah. No credibility. But Shanahan's a great name. Um, Lynch is a great name. It gives them credibility. They're all about it. Um, from Shanahan's perspective, yeah, he wants to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't have the, the hardware, but, I mean, he can make every excuse. Every, every year. It's not his fault. Uh, his, from his perspective, he has the best scheme ever. There's nothing you could do to improve it. It's all he has the best scheme ever, and right. he's put together the team he wants given the restrictions of the salary cap. So the only reason he hasn't won multiple championships is bad luck. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he thinks he's doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. 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 That's and it's it you know he said it a lot like you know it's not like basketball with a seven game series like you know these one games it's a crapshoot so he'll fall back on that forever he'll never change his formula because again changing the formula would be admitting you did something wrong and he will double down the rest of his life when has he ever admitted he did something wrong one time yeah he doesn't believe it he doesn't believe he, he believes that he's doing the right thing yeah yeah that's what it is. and I think that's what a lot of people like about him is yeah. his steadfastness his confidence but you could also call it insecurity. I mean, real confident people look themselves in the mirror and realize I'm human. I make mistakes. I, I'm not right all the time. People who are insecure constantly have a chip on their shoulder, constantly saying, no, I was right. No, you think, I'm, you think you know better than me? You think you know better than me? Like, no, I'm just pointing out one mistake you made, dude. I didn't make right. a mistake. It was Brock Purdy's fault. Okay, sure it was. Right. Right. See you win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Last thing. Positivity. What are bright spots? We just listed an hour and 15 minutes of things that concern us. <laughs> Yeah, but this team is a good team. So let's list all the bright spots and why why people are going to be tuning in this year. I mean, there's a lot of bright spots. We could take another hour and fifteen minutes. It's just seems like the most important ones aren't uh, aren't bright spots. But if you want to talk bright spots, I mean, we we can go on for a long time. The running back room. I think the running forty nine running backs might be the best in the NFL. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a bright spot. George Kittle, Trent Williams. The defense uh, is a bright spot. The linebackers probably the best in the NFL. There's a lot to 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 go on if you're looking for bright spots. I think Bobby Turner's still here. I keep coming back to Bobby Turner. He just turned 74 last right. year. He wasn't here for the off season. He had a, a medical procedure. He wasn't there for the draft. They took Ty Davis Price. That didn't work out. He came back week four. They were down. They were one and two. And I almost feel like they were like, "Hey, Bobby." Um, Sorry we drafted Ty Davis Price without your consent. Yeah. What would you like us to do at running back? We kind of screwed at this position. And he was like, okay, you want to make it right? Go trade for Christian McCaffrey. And they're like, sure, Bobby. Because he seems pretty happy to have Christian McCaffrey. So the, the combination of a full season of Bobby Turner and Christian McCaffrey could be, you know, historic stuff. I, I think you could argue this is the most talented running back Bobby Turner's had since Terrell Davis. And that's not a stretch. Yeah, yeah. So if, if Kyle can just keep him healthy and like rotate him a little bit, I need to rotate. Man, him. man, yeah. Christian McCaffrey could have one of the best seasons a, a Niners running back has ever had. Well, I really enjoyed that interview with Bobby Turner. Did you guys ask him anything about rotations? Because I'm curious if Bobby Turner's the one saying, "Hey, we're gonna go with one more at the time," or if it's Kyle. Because I feel like they he should did be say something back. like, "Obviously, we want to keep him fresh, yada yada." But it's like, yeah, yeah. at the same time, you don't do a great job. And on, even with Bobby, Bobby Turner, you look at the guys he's. Use a running back. He doesn't usually use a rotation of running backs, Bobby Turner. Yeah. Like so Terrell Davis. Look at how yeah. many carries he got a year in, in Denver. Look at how many carries. Alfred Morris got like 350 carries that year. And I'm just saying, I, it might, that might be one of the things about Bobby Turner. I don't think he's he cares. I, I, I want to see a heavy uh, dose of Jordan Mason this year. I'm really Me excited too. about that guy, man. I, I love, I, man, he's one of my favorite players, honestly, in such a brief no time. No one wants to tackle that guy. No one wants yeah. to tackle that guy. Dude is nice, man. Dude is nice. Yeah. Okay. So the run, the, the run game in general. As long as Kyle Shanahan has those running backs, Jordan Mason, you can't count on Elijah Mitchell. I'm so sorry. Anything you get from Elijah Mitchell is freaking. Uh, he's like Mostert. Yeah. But Mason McCaffrey, um, use check and Bobby Turner. That's a great like core of your team that you can count on. Yeah. Also those linebackers, man. Didn't you say the TDP looked good at all so far this year? 
Looks better. I mean, he looks like he's in shape. He caught some passes. Whenever he gets a handoff, he runs right into a pile and gains two yards. It's like, how, yeah. as opposed to Jordan Mason, who's like, boom, downfield. It's like, he always yeah. finds daylight. Even in practice, you're not finding daylight. Doesn't sound like, doesn't seem promising to me. Okay. All yeah. right. No All hesitation right. for Jordan Mason. Daylight, no, like, doesn't stop his feet. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Ty Davis Price is just running into offensive alignment all the time. I don't know what that is. All right. Maybe it's not being good. Maybe it's not just not being good. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, keep, let's keep it bright. Let's keep it bright. Let's keep it bright. <laughs> Next, you're talking about the linebackers? Well, let's stick with Brandon Ayuk for a second. Yes. Just how freaking good he is. Like, yeah. they didn't post it. They used to always post the, the, the nicest throw of the day on, on their Instagram or Twitter. I don't know why they're not doing that this offseason, but Trey Lance had a 40-yard beauty to Brandon Ayuk, who was really well covered, and all of a sudden he just jumped up, caught the pass over Darrell Luter Jr., like, yeah. Look just like Justin Jefferson. They don't really have the quarterback to take advantage or the scheme to take advantage of Brandon Ayuk. They use him like he's freaking Wes Welker. But this guy is in his fourth year. He's in a contract year. He's, he's so he, good. He's probably my favorite offensive player. I mean, maybe him and CMC. But I just, I just like his personality, like his mentality. Like he's just fearless. He's not afraid to like mix it up with getting anybody. better. Uh, he, he just he works his ass off, like plays with anger. He, yeah, he's the guy, man. I really like BA is one of them, probably love BA. Yeah, I yeah. really think the gap between him and Justin Jefferson isn't that big. Justin Jefferson is like the best wide receiver in the league, can do anything, gonna get crazy contract, but he also gets to run post corner routes. When's the last time you saw Brandon Ayuk run a post corner? And if he did run one, yeah, would anyone even throw him the ball? Probably not, Brandon. If you're watching. I feel your pain, baby. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Anytime out. you see Brandon and I, you catch the ball, it's like some in-breaking route at like five yards, 10 yards, maybe 15 yards. Just a bunch of that. I, I mean, I don't want to get negative. but He's I, a Ferrari, I, and you're running him into traffic, man. Would you get him into space? Get him in the fast lane, please. If I'm the Niners, I'm giving Brandon B.A. a new contract, and I'm trading Debo. I hate to say that. But that's what yeah, I'm but, uh, but uh, hold on, though. If they commit to Brock Purdy long-term, they need Debo. And he's and he's the guy. You need Debo, man. Like Ayuk is you're wasting Ayuk. Yeah. No offense to to Brock Purdy, man. But if he's a long term quarterback and that's your guy, then Ayuk needs to go. He, he can't he cannot waste his career running drag routes. Yeah. Slants. I'm sorry. It's a good point. Uh, mm, um Jad is Jad says on God, I'm rooting. I'm riding if Trey <laughs> doesn't get a chance on God. Don't do it. Because now I'm complicit. Flave says if he has and if he ends up starting, I will 100% root for Trey. 100%. Uh, I just don't believe he will be the best quarterback on the team with one year. Hope I'm wrong. Hey, Flay, if you hope we'll you're wrong, chill out on Twitter a little bit, man. If you just hope, a little, if man. If you really hope you're wrong. Just a little. Bring and again, down. I think people who are upset about this trade, I get it, man. It's fair. It might go down as one of the worst trades of all time, but I feel like at least half of your vitriol should be directed toward the people Kyle. that made the trade. At yeah. least half of it, if not all of it. Right. I don't understand He's done tweeting wrong. multiple times a day about why some 23-year-old is the worst. Now, I know a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo fans feel, hey, fair is fair. Jimmy was the butt of a lot of jokes and all that. There were some differences, though, man. Jimmy made $100 million. Jimmy started 50 games. Jimmy had his chance. None of that's and I think Trey's fault. Jimmy had his chance, and none of that, again, none of that is Trey's fault. So if you want to take it out on someone, take it out on Kyle. Kyle is your bad guy, not Trey. And what's funny is, from all accounts, Trey and Jimmy 
legitimately like each other. Like, actually authentically like each other. I think that both of them understood that Kyle put them in an impossible situation and that it was uh, both of them are essentially good dudes. Jimmy, Trey, Brock, all really good guys. That's a yeah. fact. Yeah. 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 So, and again, if, if Brock, if, if Trey Lance were the kind of guy who didn't work, got arrested, was a partier, like Johnny Manziel or anything like that, that'd be another thing. But man, he's no much, he's no more of a partier than any other player on the team. He's just a young player who has been through it. So anyway, Flave, thank you. Um, Niner Grandpa says, Grant, Grant Gump, you just started running. I'm a very fast runner. But yeah, Niner Grandpa, I'm afraid of you, man. You hit hard. You got a good chain, I heard. Burford and Feliciano equals Willis and Croft improvements. I like uh, Feliciano. Uh, I'm excited about him. I think he might end up being a starter by the end of the season. It's my bold. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just sold on Brendel. He had one good year, but that's all he's ever done. Let's see if he can do it again. Still yeah. a lot for Brendel to prove. And was he even that good or was he just solid? I think he was solid. I think he was solid. Yeah. Tyler Caressley says, I feel like we are not changing our formula because we are always getting the attention that we are craving to satisfy Kyle's ego. Oh, now we're getting real into it. It's pretty deep there, Tyler. Now we're getting real into it. Kyle, you tell us, man. Niner Grandpa says, Flav, let's start a channel called Versus Grant. Ooh, that sounds like a channel dozens of people will watch. Niner Grandpa says, Ryan, I want an interview with you since Grant is chicken. He's just making demands out here for Niner two bucks Grandpa, a pop. You, you could call in the Grant show. Like, you always could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Sanders is great. You are 100%. I live in NYC and the Mets, Jets, and Knicks sink for years and get away with it because they print money. We are rooting for the Santa Clara venture capitalists on some level. Damn shame. What feels like to me that Cabo trip at the end of the year is Kyle and the richest players celebrating being rich. Hey, guys, we didn't win at all, but look at us, man. We're freaking we're living that we're life. So, we're so rich, man. This is great. Isn't this yeah. amazing? Yeah. From Kittle. And so, the, I don't know, that's what it kind of feels like what they're celebrating. I mean, we didn't win at all, but frankly, I mean, not everyone can win, but can any? Can everyone live this life that we live now? This is great. Yeah. Rob Schneider says, a lot of NFL vets are podcasting now. Just watch Delaney Walker talk about how Vernon used to fight every practice grant. I know you got funny stories. Is this the real um, Rob Schneider? Isn't he a Niners fan? The, the real Rob Schneider is a Niners fan, isn't he? Is he? I yeah. want to say that uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo is a very underrated movie. It is. Eddie Griffin is in that. Eddie Griffin is super underrated. I feel like he got famous kind of like right when he hit 40 and was a little bit older. Um, but Undercover Brother was funny. That was yeah. Eddie Griffin underrated. He kept having these little heart to hearts with Rob Schneider in like um, Hot Tub in that movie. Remember? Has anyone seen that recently? It's funny. Yeah. He's like eating ice yeah. cream in the hot tub and he drops and he picks back up. He's always, he's always good on uh, Adam Sandler's movies too. Yeah, he's good in that movie too. Shout out Rob Schneider. Niner Grandpa says, Grant, you don't want a box for charity. Give back. Niner Grandpa says, only humans that run for months in forest and Grant. Dude, leave me alone. I don't want to fight. He really so, seems <laughs> like an old grandpa. Like a bit, like I know. Leave me alone. <laughs> You're going to beat me up. Sven says, for both, who's your realistic pick? Who will be the starting quarterback to end the season, hopefully heading into the playoffs? Darnold. Oh, Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. Yeah, so on, Brandon Allen. It's going to be yeah, Brandon, Brandon Allen. Allen. Brandon I'm Allen. going full. Until Kyle proves it that that – I'm wrong about this. It's Brandon Allen. He's going to be the quarterback week 18. Mayoko Purdy cleared on August 21. Hold on. Hold on. It's June 5th. How can you say he's cleared until it's, until it's August 21? He's going to get cleared on August 21, so he'll get cleared at the end of training camp. Excuse me if I'm a little confused. Uh, we'll see about that. We shall see about that. 
Grant won't put me on the show. It would be fun. We need a special in. invitation. Call, call in. in. Call, call in. Call in. But not today, because it's uh, 12.30 on a Monday, and the show is over. Yes, sir. So we did it for 90 minutes. I got a lot off my chest. It was fun. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. I'm a, If anyone cares, you can come to my channel. I'm doing a, a no quarterback talk, positive vibes only tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., because I just I feel like I'm, that's all I've been talking about. So if you I guys want to tune in, tune in. Yeah, uh, Charles Triple says, "How come Kyle played to the strength of Jimmy, but can't play to the to Lance's strength and get his confidence up, then develop as he goes? He can hand the ball thirty times to a. Uh, it's true. I mean, again, this all happened ten years ago in Washington. Go back and read about RG three if you don't remember him, man. Like, yeah, he did the same thing to him. It's like, okay, you're a generational talent. You're an Olympic hurdler. Well, mm, now you're running back." Sorry, it's the only way I can play with you, man. So oh, sorry. When Kirk Cousins comes in the game, we're gonna have a totally different offense because that fourth round pick has some real arm talent. You, sorry, dude, you're just a glorified running back. So it's the only way I can coach you. Sorry. There's nothing wrong with dinking and dunking if you can also take the top off. You know, right? So let, that let that was win. that was Brady's game. That's the, yeah, exactly. Brady had an he arm. He could dink and dunk, could. but he also could throw downfield to Randy Moss. Patrick Mahomes, same thing. He dinks and dunks, yeah. but. When, when you're least expected it, he's going to take the top off on you. That's right, what, what they do is they take what the defense gives you, okay? But if the defense plays cover one robber and they're giving you the deep throw, are you going to take it? Are you going to take it? If not, then you're a digger and a dunker. End of story. Yeah. It's a fact. Fact. Yeah, Connor Grandpa water. says, help me out, Grant. Let's do content. It'll be comedy. No. <laughs> Give me an email. No. <laughs> No, absolutely not. It's not how you collaborate with me. You have no, you got to be a lot more finesseful than that. Yeah. Thanks for watching the show. I'll be back later. Peace. <laughs> Niner Grandpa. Yeah.